You love to hear the story again and again of how it all got started way back when. Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? It's about truth, it's about information, it's about awesomeness. Can you dig it? Y'all ready for this? Oh, yes. Yeah. Coming to you live from Studio 212 on South Lake Union in Seattle, Washington. This is Can You Dig It with your host, Supreme LaRock. My man. DJ Topspin, a.k.a. Blendiana Jones, in your area. Yes, sir. What's good, B? Man, it's been a minute. Yes, and we're back. In the saddle with a special uh, guest. Very special guest, man. Very, very, very special guest. This man uh, came to town. Been here a short time. It started to just match. Major impact. Major. <laughs> Quick, man. I like that. Yeah. I got my man Supaji in the house. What up? What up? What's good with you, bro? Nothing much. Not too much. You know, chilling, living life. Yeah. You know. Thank you for coming through. No, thank you for having me here. You're looking great. <laughs> thank you. You lost about, what, 60 pounds or something? I actually did. I actually did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was uh, diagnosed with something uh, back in April. So since then, been changing my habits. Right. And, you know, kind of hard when you're a DJ at night. Right. Yeah. So drink. <laughs> was the hardest habit I had to drop, but I managed to drop it. Yeah, yeah you look like you're about 14 yeah. now. <laughs> I'm trying to shoot for 13, and then we're, we're in. <laughs> That's the trajectory we're on, man. So, uh, yeah, you've been uh, keeping it uh, pushing uh, in and out of town. I mean, you're uh, from Guam. Yeah, originally, originally. from Guam. Yeah. And, um, let's start off with, with, with your story, man. How'd you get started in uh, DJing in general? So, um, I'm one of those late bloomers. I started in, like, 2007. Um, pretty much I was falling out of the rock and roll scene because like, pretty much my whole life I was a drummer, guitarist. Okay. You know, we're talking about like old school punk bands from No Effects to Pennywise, like that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, when you grow up, uh, the dream of being a rock star kind of fades away. Right. So, you know, I was still into music and stuff. So went to a Christmas party in 2007. And that's when I saw this guy on the turntables. He was just killing and doing his thing. And I was like, oh, you know what? I need to see what this guy's doing. So, you know, so I'm doing this thing and I fell in love with it. You know, how how he was like able to manage to play the, or put these songs together effortless or effortless, effortlessly. Sorry, I'm getting like a little tongue tied right now. And then, yeah, from then, you know, I asked him to uh, if I could be under his wing. His name is uh, DJ Biggs, a uh, mobile DJ. Uh, DJ. Shout out so, DJ Biggs. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to DJ Biggs 671. And then, yeah, since then, just been uh, hustling and doing, moved to Florida for a while before I moved here to Seattle. Uh, that was back in 2013, but things didn't work out with my talent manager. So ended up being here in Seattle and love it, man. What made you come here? So uh, this is what happened uh, during the fall of me and uh, my talent manager in Florida. I was actually booked here for a gig in uh, 2013 for Hot Import Nights. Yeah. I guess that was like the big return of it since it was like under a hi- hiatus. I remember right. that. But yeah. So they booked me and uh, during my week here, I reached out to uh, DJ Chinky Eye. You guys know yeah, him, right? Of yeah. course. Yeah. So I reached out to DJ, DJ Chinky Eye because, you know, he's from Guam too. So, you know, I didn't realize that. yeah, yeah, he's originally from Guam too. So he, uh, I reached out to him, told him my problem, and he was like, you know what, you need to cut that crap, you need to come here to Seattle, <laughs> I'll help you get started. And you know, here's a guy that has nothing to lose with a talent manager that's stealing money from you back in Florida. So I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna take that risk, right. you know, only knowing like two people over here, like in Seattle at the time, man. 
you know, that's it's the best thing I ever did. Crazy. Um, yeah. yeah. The first time I saw you was at the uh, Aston Manor battle. Or uh, not first time, but really, uh, well, I don't know if I ever ran into you for a gig before. I thought I heard your name bubbling here and there. I don't think I caught your set. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you came through and, and crushed the buildings. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling that. You know, I, yeah. I was a judge for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you and, were. Uh, I, w- I was digging that. Yeah. The, uh, I guess your uh, your rock leanings play a part in your uh, your desire for a tone play. It does. It <laughs> does. does. I, actually, I hear yeah. that. You know, the uh, you, you're good for that. I've been seeing that uh, heavily incorporated in a lot of your battle sets as you've been uh, continuing to to compete. Yeah, but you know, the thing about tone play is, uh, you know, of course, uh, it, tone play has been around for for a while. You yeah. know, even yeah. back in the vinyl days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know, know it's, yeah. even, with, even with the rock, with the you know Iron Man, sort of sort of thing. That's kind of made me think. Okay. Yeah. He's a rock dude. And you know, with that being said, you know, of course, uh, we all know Four Color Zach. You know, he took it to a whole another level. Right. And you know, of course, when you see somebody take it to another level, you're gonna see people try to mimic it. And, you know, it's just become so repetitive and, you know, become boring. So right. now it's gotten to the point where when I do tone play, I try to make tone play as creative and as unique as possible. You know, right. instead of using like standard like synths from a track, I try to right. use like voices instead right. or, you know, songs from like or, or like a guitar synth or a guitar um, licks. Yeah. From like B-boy tracks. Right. Like what I use in my uh, Rebel 3 style set. Yeah. You know, going into a jam rock. That's what, what I did. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've seen them get real real creative. I mean, uh, I I do like the the DMX joints you, you you're, you're partial to, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I mean it comes across well and just you know from a selection type of a standpoint. Yeah, I remember uh, talking to Zach. You know, before he won, mm-hmm. we were talking about some stuff, and he's like, "Well, everybody tries to do clever wordplay." He's like, I'm going to change that. I'm going to make the music talk to each other. Right. I'm going to do something with the music. You got the uh, the Aston Manor residency after you won that uh, battle. Yeah, after I won that battle. Yeah, what was that all about? Didn't they say it was like $5,000 in a wrestling <laughs> belt? No, so, uh, right? Isn't that what they said? They announced wait, like okay. five grand in a wrestling okay, belt. Okay, wait, before I say anything, like, is there like no filter, no filter here? Like, no, no, filter. You're in no we keep it 100 at Can You Dig we're on, it. we're on the net. That's what we're here for. Exactly. Okay, so okay, with that being said, uh, with the uh, Aston Manor battle, I was the lucky one, and the winner after me was lucky enough to receive the whole five thousand dollars, you did my second place. No, no, no. I'm talking about the uh, 2015 winner. Oh, okay, second gotcha, battle. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the second battle. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The second battle. He, um, we both were able to get the uh, five grand like upfront. I mean, it did take take us a while, right. but we ended up getting it. Yeah. Do you but, have to call Jesse. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, multiple times. Multiple times. Like, hey, so what's, so what's happening here? But uh, in 2016, I guess they saw. We weren't helping them in a way because, you know, the way how we see it or the way how I think about it, like seeing it through their eyes, you know, like, oh, we just crowned you Seattle's best DJ. We expect you to work with us. We expect you to be loyal to us. But me and the previous or and the the winner for the year after me, we were like, no, we're not going to stay at Acid Manor. So 2016, that's I guess that's when they decided to be like, you know what? Whoever the winner is, we're going to make damn sure that he's going to earn that money from winning the battle 
and earn that money from doing gigs for us. Yeah, because that, that's what I was whispering on the Windsor. It was like it's kind of like a master of the mix. Yeah, so it's like because, yeah, you yeah, know, we do that too. You yeah, know. you are not surprised if then they make you sort of chip you it win, off. So, you win so <laughs> much money, in, but to get it, right, you got to DJ in, these fifty gigs right. over the next year. <laughs> yeah, it's like at yeah. all of our parties, it's that fine print, yeah. right? It's that back end marketing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, but it is what it is. You know, it's smart. It's smart on Aston Matters' behalf, I think, because they're like, since we're giving a D, uh, a DJ um, this tons of money, we right. might as well make them work for it. Yeah, so I mean, we feel like we're not getting ripped off again like the last two years. Right. Okay. Well, where's the wrestling belt? <laughs> did that never? I never materialized. No, I never did. Never did. Hopes and dreams. Smokes and mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Club Life. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about that, too. So after that, Red Bull. Yeah. So Red Bull, um, in 2015, I decided to give it a shot. Well, actually, no, it's been been a long dream of mine. Like, even growing up as a DJ on Guam, when I first found out about the Red Bull 3 sound, like 2008, we're talking about these old school, like, not old school cats, but these cats that have been killing the game, like DJ Morris Cole from... Oh, yeah. LA, you know, my man. Like, yeah, yeah. These guys are were killing it. So, of course, you know, I told myself I'm not going to bother with a Rebel 3 style until I feel like I'm ready. So, you know, after winning the Ask Matter Battle in 2014, I was like, you know what? I think I am ready. So, you know, I gave them a little, a little demo in 2015. And surprisingly enough, they, uh, they reached out to me and they were like, all right, so you're going to be in the West Coast Regionals. You're going to be going up against Jay Espinosa. You're going to be going up against Vega, DJ Dope Man from L.A., and DJ Tony Tone from uh, San Fran. So I was ecstatic. I was like, oh, my God, you know, this is going to be crazy. And everybody who's been in the Rebel 3 style will tell you that this will be the most stressful <laughs> thing. Right. But most benefit, most beneficial thing in your life in terms of becoming a better DJ. So that happened, uh, and sadly enough, I got second place. Uh, Jay Espinosa or Jay Espinosa got first place, and later went to the World Finals and ended up becoming second place in the World Finals. So uh-huh. you know, since then, I learned a lot. So you know, uh, going over my set, I was like, you know, what? There's a lot of things I need to change, a lot of technicality I need to uh, replace. And so this year came and. You know, try to be as diverse as I can, you know, playing all these rock songs, playing all these like old school, you know, these trap songs, like, you know, everything, you know, trying to please the crowd. You said it was killing it, man. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was like, it was thorough. I mean, shout out to everybody, all the com- competitors. But um, I remember my eyes and ears peeking. I was like, all right, this guy's really trying to take it all over the place. <sighs> but sadly enough. You know, this and, and this, but there's so much drama just around. Yeah, but let's uh, around, talk about that because I want to know your feelings. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. There was so much drama even even leading okay. up to it as far as like you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought you did excellent. I thought yeah. Mike 2600 did excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mike 2600, mm-hmm. man, his set <laughs> was, was retarded. So, yeah, it was so good, so good. So, um, all right, I guess I'm getting going kind of no filter here, uh, <laughs> as you're supposed to. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, um, in my opinion. I believe I believe that Trey's did win that because I was watching over cells like you know what this guy this guy is killing it he's doing a lot of stuff too right you know I feel like he deserves it in terms of uh, second and third place boy genius from Chicago he ended up getting second place and third place was this guy named JC he's one of the Scratch Academy instructors yes my man so yeah so he ended up getting third place um, you know the thing is and you know everybody. 
everybody has told me this, but I take it with a grain of salt because I'm not trying to dwell on the past. Right. But you no, know, they all say it's the same thing as they said in 2015. Like the whole crowd that that was there for the West Coast Regionals, they all right. said the same thing. Like, oh, you should have taken it. You should have taken it. Right. You know. And I feel like I feel as though that this year played a lot of politics. I'm gonna say. This is from an unreliable, not unreliable source, for, but from a source on social media right. that second and third place, the reason why they were able to secure those spots is because they were both Scratch Academy instructors. And mm-hmm. Scratch Academy is actually one of the big sponsors for the USA Finals this year. Right. You know, so when I got done with my set, Boy Genius, he was the first person I saw as I walked out of stage. First thing he said was, good luck in the world finals right. and I'm like what do you mean and he's like that's everything that a rebel three style you know, for world final set is looking for and I was like no don't say that like, I don't believe you right. and next thing you know they didn't even place <laughs> I mean there was so much stuff uh, uh, I mean with that particular battle there was a lot of, of I mean, politics as well but the, even approaching it like there was the one DJ that kind of got caught with like the right the fake set fake set Australia. oh my goodness and, and, and yeah and I actually <laughs> called him out I called yeah, him no, out I remember, I remember yeah, I, you I, and everyone yeah, else yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. I, I remember uh, seeing you getting real vocal beforehand I was like yeah uh, see that's what I'm thinking maybe what if that played a role too like oh you know what this guy has a loud mouth maybe we should have let this guy man, get second or third you place never, you never know man in these days but which I normally don't you know I, I'm you know you, you guys know me. I'm I'm real quiet. You know I'm a humble guy. You know I, it's it's not a front or anything. No, but, but that's a, that's we we all fight for the authenticity. Well, I saw, of, I of saw that, um, a lot of, of the posts on your yeah. page afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> and you were even. Yeah, calming still, some of them guys down. Right, like, yo, no, like this, this guy's dope, and right. this is what it is, and yeah. I'm even honored to be there. Right, I, I'm honestly, I'm, I mean, I really liked seeing that. <laughs> Thank you, but you know, I'm I'm baffled by like G Smooth because for him to fake a set that he won with, it's and for him to try and back himself up online and actually do it live, right. you know, it gets you thinking like, why didn't why didn't you do it live exactly. in the first place? You know, but. There's always gonna be that undercurrent, though, man, of people that feel they need to take a <laughs> take a, a step to to ensure oh, yeah, you know sure. uh, an, an outcome, and and it ends up biting them in the ass, you know. Yeah, luckily. Sure. Yeah, but you know, um, going back to the rebel or to the U.S. finals, people will always say you're your own worst critic, and you know, of course, when I got when I got home and all the sets got uploaded online, you know, I watched each and every one set, and I watched my set, and. You know, it came to the point where I was like, you know what? I know exactly what I need to fix, like, for next year. That's going to make me come back even stronger. Because I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like my my um, music knowledge was lacking in terms of, like, you know, there's more gems that I could have put in here. Right. You know, or there's more things I could have done rather than putting a trap song with an acapella loop and right. doing some finger drummings and stuff. Right. You know, like I was this year I was depending on technicality because last year I was lacking technicality. So pray to God next year I'll have I'll, I'll have a mix of both like music knowledge and technicality. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, third third, third time's a charm. I mean, that's a good that's the right thinking. You know, immediately on to the next, and how can I, you exactly. know, how, how can I, like you, you know, said, like that's behind you now. It's a new day. Exactly. Yeah. Shoot, what's uh what's in the future for you, man? I, I see you back and forth. Uh, you've been rocking joints in Guam a lot. Uh, yeah, you uh, did that festival out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, one of those fist pumping DJs. You know, I do, I do like to have my <laughs> moments. You know, I mean, because 
when I when I was like getting more into DJing on Guam, uh, a lot of the DJs out there they're house DJs, but right. we're not talking about like like oh I'm gonna play all these electro bangers and have right. have have them show hard hands with me. We're talking about like real techno like techno DJs. Right. I forgot the name of uh, one of the artists that inspired like one of the old school like tech house DJs, but it's crazy that. A lot of these EDM DJs, they don't realize how technical you can get with techno DJing from like, like, we're not just talking about, okay, I'm going to slowly blend it in and right. slowly take out the cue, like, like take out the lows and right. all that stuff. These are guys with like simple mixers and no, no EQs. Right. I mean, uh, no, no effects or anything. So these guys are like legitimately like putting like the mids down and then bring it back up real quick, you know, just to give it that little like right. home style, like effect kind of thing, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, like, like, like. I'm saying a lot of the classes do Danny Crib and everybody. Yeah. They they use isolators, right? Yeah, manually doing joint. all the stuff. They yeah, yeah. Ma- ma- manually like. doing the stuff that these mixers make real easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you know, house music has always been a part of like like me DJing. Huh. So you know, like I have a lot of. I have too much old school like, techno <laughs> tracks. <laughs> you get them going though, man. I see the I see the the the, the pictures of the. What's festivals. your personal favorite music? What do you listen to? Oh man, yeah. Every, a lot of people always ask me that, and I have to tell them. And you guys might freak out. It's actually death metal. No, I wouldn't freak no. out at all. Really? Yeah, I'm, not at yeah. all. People people don't see me as a death metal type type of guy. We're talking about like Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, hey. that, like that type of stuff. That's my favorite music. It's screamo. Yeah, you gotta go with that music, man. <laughs> a lot of the stuff is, I mean, a lot of people have these preconceived notions. Right. As far as what it's about. Yeah. Once you get yourself in the right setting and you really just listen to what's happening, it's it's organized chaos, you know? And there's a lot of, there's a lot of musicality in it, too, Rich. Like, man. That is the best. There's a lot of uh, times I'm cleaning up or at, at a spot and the bartender's putting on their get out of here music or whatever or clean up the spot music and it'll be some <laughs> random stuff I've never heard, but I'm like, you know, you'll hear some ill count, you know, seven count join or something like that. And like, these guys are really actually thinking musically. It's right. not just noise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As far as just. The, no, the, yeah, the, believe, believe it or not. Yeah. Like death metal music is really intricate. Like, yeah. We're, like, talk, we're talking about like shredding on guitar. We're yeah. talking about like double bass drumming, you know, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Bass. exactly. You know, know. An, another one uh, that some people don't realize is like jazz music. That is one of the most intricate music. That All day. you can, mm-hmm. oh my god! Like I love, like just listening to jazz bands, like kill it. The bass player is actually the most intricate one, in my opinion. That's the one that keeps it moving. Yeah, exactly. That's pushes where everybody else is gonna do. Yeah, for sure. So uh, you got to go to Jazzy Jeff's house, or did Uh-oh. you miss out on that? Uh oh. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble for this. Hey, it's uh, afterwards, man. I think you guys are supposed to start part actually about it. So. Uh, Oh, so you're the one selling the vinyls online. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, so um, unfortunately, no, I did not get a chance to go to Jazzy Jeff's house. So uh, this is retaining back to like my medical diagnosis back in April. Uh, I got diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. So coming to uh, Philly, I came into Philly on Tuesday and we were supposed to leave to Jazzy Jeff's house on Wednesday, but I couldn't. Because of my anxiety, oh, man. so ended up staying in New York. Like I couldn't even drive. Like that's how bad like my anxiety was getting. So, so it was actually me and Ease were the ones that missed out on going to Jazzy Jeff's house. Bummer, bro. And it just so happens that neither of us placed. Mm. Which, by the way, I think mm. I think I think Ease killed it. You know, and f- like a lot of my friends who were on the live stream, they told me like when they announced the winners. 
like they told me the comments, like the live comment sections were like going off, like saying like, what, what is yeah, it? Yeah, it, it, it was, it was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah right after that was, it was kind of crazy. Oh man. <laughs> But yeah, now ease did come off like too. I think DJ City had delete delete most. Yeah, of them. it got they it got it got off, wild. Really? Yeah, cats were heated. But you know, I mean, the truth of the matter is, every DJ that was there is great. You know, yeah. you're there for a reason. Yeah. Exactly. Not just everybody's up there. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So it's an honor. Yeah, you know that's why like jump. I'm not I'm not as sad as I should be because you know like I said just being being able to be a part of something that the boys dreamed of. You know that's already that's already an accomplishment on its own. Shoot, so uh, what's next for you, man? Uh, well, uh, doing a lot of uh, music production, but just keeping that keeping that on the low low. I was just about to ask you that too, if if you're a music maker as well. Yeah, I am. What yeah. do you use? Uh, use Ableton. You know, standard VSTs. Uh, well, of course, Silent One, uh, Massive. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, what do you crank out? Like just kind of your own club bangers or yeah, remixes so, to stuff? Or so I'm not I'm not doing the conventional like oh let me make a one one twenty eight BPM four bar with right. uh, with some major <laughs> unce, unce, unce. Yeah, yeah with some major case yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm concentrating on like melodic like future type stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm a I'm, I'm heavy on the melody, yeah, and exactly. harmonies, and and fleshing it out versus sounds that stab you. <laughs> you have an agent now? Are you still running still, solo? Still, I mean, still running solo. So I, I prefer it that way because honestly, after what happened in Florida, I kind of like strayed myself away from having somebody manage me. You know, I kind of try to talk to DJs about it and tell you, you don't need one, right? Exactly. It's, it, it's all we we all we're all doing what we're supposed to be doing, or that what we, what we used to pay people to do, anyways. Exactly. We're doing yeah. a majority of that job, yeah. just existing as a you know, professional. I feel as though that the time where a DJ will need, like I guess, an agent or a team is when they're. Like big, like yeah. majorly when big. When People yeah. magazine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. When you're really, yeah. When you start dating a celebrity, yeah. yeah. yeah then you gotta, <laughs> you need people. Yeah, the easy way. The Publicist. Easy way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, so any idea who who was uh, selling the uh, Serato vinyl that they got from the playlist retreat? Oh, so okay. So I'm I'm happy I, I was able to get that one. And let's <laughs> talk about that because. Yeah, I, I understand. I, didn't that I understand the anger because it's from a disrespectful standpoint. Yeah, it, it that's is. something special. You know, my thing was once you give somebody something, it's theirs to do what they want. Right. Yeah. Who cares what they do with it? Yeah. You, you gave it to them. Maybe whoever got it doesn't use Serato. Right. Maybe they don't even DJ. Probably. Yeah. There, know, was, right. there was there was a lot of people. In you know that what house. I mean? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, everybody, like, everybody, everybody I there wasn't I didn't the, see the big issue with right. it, but everybody I understand there, the disrespectful angle. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody was but, a DJ. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, I feel as though it, it's merely maybe merely. they left it on the plane. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, right. like yeah, you yeah. don't know what happened. Right, that's true. You never know. You never know. Like, ooh, look at this mm-hmm. vinyl. Ooh, that oh. looks like it's a lot of money. Ooh, let right. me sell it on eBay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you did get the uh, treats. Yes. Even though you didn't make it over there, yeah, yeah, I did, which I kind of felt bad about. But you know, of course, me being uh, why'd you feel bad? No, that's you honorable. That. That's honorable of the it's organization. Earned. Yeah, but you know, it's you know the fact that like I missed out on, but the, the, on the, something the, that was like super important. But you know, I didn't want to tell them why though. They don't. They don't know why I missed out on it. They do uh, now. Exactly. <laughs> they probably <True>. do now. <laughs> yeah, but. 
you know, I was also gracious. Or um, it was uh, Pioneer and Serato. They also gave us like care packages and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, super happy for that. Like, I felt like I was like being babied. And I'm not used to that. I'm used to staying in like Motel Six. Like every time I go, like on my trips and shit. Right. But you know, they they put us in like a four point three star hotel, and I'm just like, well, what? Well, what you a got fully the hot st- towel when you walked in. Yeah, you know, something like that. You know, <laughs> chocolates on the two chocolates oh, in the hot yeah. towel. <laughs> speaking of speaking of which, like uh, when we checked into the hotel room and we were getting ourselves situated, uh, this girl that I was seeing, she was uh, she pointed out this box. I was like, or she was like this, like, hey, did you see this box over here? It's by the nightstand. And I'm like, what box? He's like, check <laughs> it out. I was like, oh. Uh, look at the box, flipped it over the other way, and it says, welcome to the uh, Rebel 3-star US Finals. And I'm like, oh, what is this? I opened it up, and it was a Seattle Supersonics hat. Oh, yeah, and my that. heart melted. Oh, I was like, wow, this is all yeah. getting real. It seemed like the, the type of organization uh, to, to, to go the extra mile. Yeah, yeah, you for know. sure. It was funny too because you started making noise, and I have people from like around the world hit me up because they, you know, they hear Seattle and like, yo, who is this guy? You know this guy? Right. I say, yeah, I said, really, he's from Guam, though. He's not right. even from Seattle, right. but he's repping Seattle. He's oh, here yeah. now. Yeah, right. You yep. know, and you got an incredible amount of love in a yeah. short amount of time. Because I was gonna say, even now. Like when you were like that day, the day came for Red Bull three style. My whole timeline <laughs> was about you. Yeah. Was it? My whole timeline. Oh my God, that's yeah. crazy. The whole city was behind you. For sure. Oh, and I was like, when Zach entered, I don't think one person said a thing. <laughs> right. You know? And they still like he still doesn't get that much love here. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's crazy. Well, I feel I feel as though it's because um when Zach won, that's when like I guess um the clientele base and uh ability to Further, their social networking for Rebel Three Style was still kind of limited. Right. You know, they didn't have they didn't have the live. It was stream. the early stages. Right. Yeah, right. The, it was the early stages. It's like know? early do over stuff where it's like yeah, you know, yeah. it's a certain scale, and then once they get it, then it's like everybody's sharing and making it a bigger property. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's what DJ in, or the music industry is all about these days. I feel it's heavily dependent on social media. Oh, yes, most definitely. Oh, Suntan, hair hair gel, and social media. <laughs> you don't forget the... You know, uh, and the, likes. Yeah. And, and, likes. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. And the uh, navel reaching v-necks. You know, that's the thing. That's the thing I laugh at. Got to have an extra medium <laughs> v-neck. You know, that's the thing I laugh about. Like, when... Uh, like, I stumble upon, like, some of these DJs... Um, like random DJs on Instagram and they have like like 50,000 plus followers and only following like 300 right. I'm like oh dude this guy must be like hella famous <laughs> I click on their page 17 likes I'm just right. like nice you got a very organic base right. <laughs> very organic you know what's funny about that I noticed lately that when I post something like yo I'm playing over here and it's like no likes at all mm-hmm. and then I'm eating an ice cream cone at Alki. 355 likes. Living a life. I was like, I think just because I DJ so much, that's what's expected right. of me. Right. So nobody gives a shit when I post it. Right. Because then you'll have somebody say Keith's DJing at Motown on Money. He's going to have a thousand likes. 
because he never does it. And right. Like, oh, that's cool. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> the propping of the opposite. People get bored easily, man. I, I hate how much I have to. Have I was like, man, we used hand. to have a double feature movie when I was a kid. My mom said we had triple features <laughs> when she was a kid. Right. Now it's the, yeah. Now that now that's now called, it's an hour. Long. Well, no, no. Now it's just now that's just uh, binge watching. Binge. <laughs> People just well, digest the season in a day. That's your triple feature. Yeah. That's when they're hung over, though, because they don't have the attention span to watch it on any other day. True. True. What's 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 good with you, uh, 2016, 2017, beyond? Uh, so, you know, aside from my uh, couple, a couple of my gigs, oh, I have a Red Bull Sound Select show oh, uh, happening September 29th, playing with uh, Mick Jenkins and Smino. It's going to be like R&B-ish, groovy type stuff. So. Here? Where's that going to be? Yeah. Uh, at the Crocodile in Word, Seattle. Okay, Seattle. Yeah, shameless plug. Shame Speaking of that, is Red Bull uh, like booking you out places now? Uh, no, not really. But you know, it's still too early to tell. Right, you know, right. we'll see. Uh, as far as Rebel Seattle, like they they really want to get me more involved with like their shows. So, you know, I'm guessing this this show that I'm about to do uh, is maybe an audition, maybe Springboard Indicators, whatever joint. Yeah, 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 yeah. So aside from that. Uh, you know, it's still trying to get booked all, all around the U.S. You know, uh, since the whole Red Bull 3 style is done, not can really focus on my music production. And uh, I have I actually have a dude like in L.A. He's like my my go to guy when it comes to like marketing type stuff. He's actually the digital director of marketing for DJ City. So, mm-hmm. you know, I always reach out to him asking for advice. So that's like my main focus, not my main focus, but one of my focuses, like just working on my my demographic base, my marketing, pretty mm-hmm. much, you know. But in order, in order to work on marketing, you got to give something that the people want, you yeah. know, whether it be like free music or a free mix. Yes, you know? that, that content. Yeah, you gotta, exactly. You got to give them something Sexy to walk away. Sexy pictures to walk away with. <laughs> a couple of, couple of nipple slips. <laughs> uh, wardrobe malfunction? Probably. Looks like couldn't hurt. He thought about that one. He's like, mm. <laughs> three thousand <laughs> 3, likes. See, yeah, <laughs> yeah, next year, next year, they're gonna come out with dislikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! What have you figured out, DJing that was surprised you before you got into it? What, what was that? What have you figured out about DJing that surprised you that you didn't think you know like, before you got into it that you never would have figured out? Or something you didn't know that was like, holy shit. Well, of course, when uh when I first started DJing, I just had that basic knowledge of, oh, this is uh this is a hundred BPM, oh this is a hundred two BPM, right. oh these two these two songs can match. Right. You know, just you know, basic basic mixing. And as my music knowledge started started building more, uh, I started realizing like, oh my god, like these two songs, this old school song can go good with a with this new school track. Like, oh my god, this old this new school track sampled this old school stuff, and then you know, it just it got my mind running. Like, oh my god, like this is starting to become like an inf- a web, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> infinite web, yeah, like. infinite web. <laughs> you know, and you know, that's just I don't know. I guess the ever learning curve of music knowledge. Which you know, will never end. Nope. Which will never end. Yeah, so that's where the magic. In fact, it's just starting. That's yeah. that's truly where the, where the magic's at, though. I mean, that's kind of been one yeah. of my pillars as far as just the juxtaposition. The more of, I learn, of, the of, more I know. I don't know. Yep, <laughs> that's yeah. the truth. You know, yeah. So I've um, I had this discussion with a couple of DJs before, and you know, I've I've watched DJs who are technically sound. Like these guys, they're scratches, they're acapella ins, they're right. acapella outs. You know, they're so dope. 
but they're playing like the most basic right obvious all stuff. day yeah i see and, it all yeah, day yeah and when i when i listen to a dj who doesn't do who doesn't do much but it, when he throws in something that you'd never thought he would throw in before, or like you never thought would work, the curveball, yeah, the curveball, you know, like the you know the selectors basically, exactly. You know, I prefer those guys any day, like over seeing a guy, a flashy DJ who's doing all these scratches, but he's playing. That's that's all I you feel. Know, and, and when they meet, that's the that's the, golden the, ticket, exactly. That, that's the golden <laughs> ticket. Yeah, that, I've always told people like, you know, scratching is not really a big like a big thing. You know, I to me, I feel like. Like being a selector is like the whole like ice yeah. cream and the scratching and that's the sprinkles. That's sprinkles and nuts. <laughs> yeah, the nuts. The nuts. <laughs> and, and and some you never know. Some people in the crowd might be allergic to nuts. You know, like exactly. I've, you know, especially I, the ladies. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I've <laughs> I've seen it firsthand. Like when I would scratch, I would like see people like in the crowd. They'll be like. <sighs> Yeah, exactly. You know, even though if I'm doing it, you know, even though if I'm killing it, they're right. just like, oh, I just played a song already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was with this cat last week and he literally scratched his entire set. Oh. <laughs> like just scratched the whole for like 30 minutes. Man, that's another thing. Like a lot like, of yo, <laughs> a lot of DJs, they need to also realize that like you can't overdo it, oh. you know, and sadly enough, they're just a bunch of DJs that always want to flex and just at 9 p.m. At 9 p.m. <laughs> playing. Man, do a couple of double backs, mixtape style, yeah. and keep it pushing. Right. No one's really concerned with the crab and the your flares. So how long did you DJ before your first gig out in public? Yeah, that's a question we need to oh. ask more folks. Oh, man. So I'm one of those, <laughs> I'm one of those guys that took it very slow. Um, I was hungry, but... I wasn't in a rush. It took me probably, I want to say, about a good year. Because, like I said, like I started off doing mobile gigs. Like I started off in like not in the bottom, bottom, but just you know, showing up and playing like music. weddings and high school dances and such. Or yeah, with quinceañeras, you know uh-huh. that type of just stuff. Bar mitzvahs, yeah. just publicly <laughs> playing yeah. music for folks. Yeah, well, but it, um, but I wasn't playing music. I was just a roadie. I was basically the bitch right. for like oh, the whole was, year. Yeah. The crate boy, right. exactly. Yeah, I was the crate boy, and I love minion. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So they, they have their place. <laughs> yeah. And time. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, even though if I already knew how to DJ uh, and my, my mentor, he would tell me, like, won't you jump on? I'm like, oh, I'm not ready yet. So, you know. That's just, good to hear. That's, that's usually, that's the opposite set of thinking for for most cats these days. Yeah, well, most, he's a great DJ. No, yeah, I mean, just, and, that, and then he said that sure. when he came in here. Like, I understood that. Yeah. You know, most of these cats, most of these cats these days, you know, I, I appreciate their hunger, but... They need to realize that you got to work for it. You know, it can't. It doesn't just happen overnight. And I see a bunch of DJs. Like, you know, I, I ran into this random DJ or this uh, random dude on Facebook who has a profile picture of him on the cliche DJ picture. He has one hand on his turntable. He has his left hand on the crossfader. And we're not talking about your standard way how you, you right. hold yeah. the crossfader. We're talking about like he's holding That's another like, thing right. too. When you yeah. see those extra, pictures extra, extra posing. and the headphones ain't even on right, right. and you're looking right. at him you're like, he doesn't DJ. Nah, he's yeah. concerned about how he's looking. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. You know, those are the type of cats that in my opinion won't get too far because they're, they're so set on trying to reach a high point without building a ground base or you know right yeah i mean but there's lots of parts of djing too where i mean not that not to their defense necessarily but 
so many people approach it like you can tell that they have studied like okay but to be a dj okay i need to get a sexy lady to give me a drop i need to uh, get a logo get a logo i need to put out an edm mix i need to call myself an open format whatever i need to and you can just tell that they have this checklist that they have seen another dj do yeah to be like okay now i'm a dj and it's like and the sad fact about that is the people that don't know Exactly. Most club owners right. and managers. They're, that's the person. Well, look at the look at a Facebook. Oh, they're a DJ. Let right. me hire them. Man, I could go on and on about <laughs> this, man. <laughs> you know, see, man, this, um, <laughs> club promoters, uh, club owners, especially the club promoters. If you're a dope ass DJ that always kills it, but you only bring fifty people in the club, and like you bring fifty people in the club on a Friday night, next Friday night, a mediocre ass DJ. Brings in like 500 people in the club. Starts popping bottles. Who do you think they're going to book next, next Friday? Exactly. You know, it's politics. Yeah, you know, perfect storm is when you you, you can play in a way that people, you you can subconsciously. I mean, you can't knock them. That makes sense from a business standpoint. Yeah, Yeah, no. Especially, man, shoot, we're at the age where I'm, you know, we're thinking about investing in venues. And yeah, you got to keep the lights on at the venue. Yeah. So that's that's why. That's real. Yeah, that's why I said um, that this this whole like 2016 going into 2017, I'm really focusing more on like my marketing. Like I have all the tools right. now. I just need to, I guess, show the world more. Yeah, you know, you fine know. tune the machine. Yeah, I mean, you're showing them now though. Their For eyes sure. are open. Yeah, man, your name definitely ringing bells. So <laughs> you're on your way. What was your first gig, and how did you do? Not your mobile gig, like because right. oh, you were doing you that. What was your first right. paying professional DJ gig where it was you? Uh, and what year was that? Where was it? Okay. And how did you do? I'm gonna say so. Aside from my mobile gigs, I didn't start doing club like my first club gig wasn't until like two years later. Um, it was at a gay club on Guam. All right. um, they wanted all house music. I didn't have any house music. So they were like, you know what, just try your best to keep happy. How did you get booked for that? Uh, so uh, Guam is really small. So pretty much if you know somebody, they're going to know somebody. You know, that, that knows somebody. Yeah. That knows somebody. <laughs> exactly. So I had a friend that knew somebody that knew somebody that owned a club. And, you know, they were saying like, yo, this guy's dope. You should give him a chance. And, of course, you know, word got to him. And, you know, at first they're like, oh, you know, we don't know who this guy is. You know, he, he's a nobody, all that stuff. So one day they, I guess one of their DJs like dipped out, like one day notice right. and everybody was booked. So they asked me. So, Scratched for four hours. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So <laughs> triple crab flares. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, they were like, you know what? Okay. Just try to keep it as happy as you can. Obviously it's a gay club. Right. You know, they want to keep it all Energy. happy and stuff. Yeah. So I ended up playing new wave. Had a bunch of new wave, right. and uh, they loved it. And they were like, "Okay, uh, we need you to come back here next time, but bring house music this time." I'm like, <laughs> right? You know what? I'm gonna do it. But yeah, so pretty much uh, my first gig, it was just a breath of fresh air, you know, knowing for or because you know coming from a guy who did only mobile gigs, playing for like what maybe like 50 people, right. and then playing for like, and then all of a sudden playing for like probably like 600 people I was just like oh my god this is it's a different it's piece. a rush right it's, it's a, a different feeling yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think I can ever get that feeling again well actually no I got that feeling when I paid my first festival but now the jitters is gone <laughs> how much you get paid for that for which your first gig 
Oh, pff, man, that was only did they, like... Did they shortchange you? They did. <laughs> they, no, well, but, you know, then again, I was happy. You know, I was like, oh, you know, I get that was my first club game. Well, yeah, you, right. exactly. Yeah. Was, you, you ready to do it. You ready to rock. You're like, uh, <laughs> man, two tacos and a beer. Let's exactly. go. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they, they ended up paying me a hundred bucks, but, you know, I was just grateful. And sometimes, too, uh, Saving the day has its rewards. It does, yeah. You know, uh, well, love saves the day. Yeah, yeah. all that. I you, mean. Know, you know, I also wanted to uh, point out that it's it's thanks to like mobile gigs that really helped with my, with my new music knowledge instead mm-hmm. of trying to just go straight into club gigs. Because, you know, normally these DJs, especially the DJs these days, these up-and-coming DJs, uh, when they want to rock just a club straight up, they want to download all the bangers right. and stuff. But, you know, coming from a mobile gig, they want to hear not only New Wave, they want to hear Cha-Cha. They want to hear I mean, uh, anything. You're doing mobiles. So achy, like, breaky, you know, heart. Yeah. yeah. You got to know how to. Electric slide. You got to know how to satisfy a room full of difference. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so like, I, I feel I feel as though that, you know, being stuck, not being stuck, but uh Doing mobile gigs straight for two years, it really helped me out with my music knowledge. Yeah, I actually like weddings for that reason. It's like yeah. a challenge. Like, yeah, exactly. Like if I can get grandma dancing with the son, and they're having an equally good time, right? Then you're like, yeah, whoever, yeah, you know. And it's and it's not about you. It's I mean, it's not about you going there playing your favorites. You're not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you put your own uh, metal leanings to the side when it's yeah. time to 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 rock the quinceanera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why it's like. Uh, I mean, I'm grateful for like my residencies here in Seattle, which are what? What can uh, people catch you? Well, stage on Friday nights. Well, except uh, this. I think we're rocking soon together. Oh yes, I'm yes. doing a stage on Friday coming up. Yes, so, so uh, we've only played together a couple times. Yeah, we did, know, man. Man, that, man, that should be a crime. We need a DJ more together. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I have my residency at uh, Lucky Strike. But I have occasional like gigs like here and there, like uh, on the 23rd. I'm at Aston Matter, <laughs> all right. and um, like uh, I'm super grateful for all these residencies that I have. You know, they pay they pay really good. You know, especially with the Rebel Three style, like they bumped up my pay, right? Which I wasn't expecting, but they did. Mm-hmm. But um, before that, they couldn't afford it, right? Yeah. And then after that, <laughs> oh, all of a sudden, oh, the, you didn't even ask for it. And then somehow they, they got some new money you know, for you. I, yeah, I guess the best things come unexpected. Oh yeah, so where I was going with this is uh, uh, grateful for these gigs, but you know it becomes repetitive. You know, just playing the same type of crap. Right. So uh, Eric uh, Sessions, like he uh, reached out to me, so I was actually DJing this Monday at a. Uh, uh, Motown okay. Mondays, oh, wow. so Tight. I'm really, really. I, if I that get might to play be that. me and you then. Oh, yeah. the, the gods, the gods of answers. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, so super grateful for that, and uh, you know, just getting these occasional non-standard gigs that I'm not used to. It's always a breath, breath of fresh air. It is for a fact that I can it's play. Soul cleansing, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, that's why I love DJing at Capitol Hill, like especially like Rhino Room or yeah. the Woods, because I really get to be open format. Like yeah. I really do. You know, compared to like these. Uh, clubs like, yeah, where it's just banger focused yeah banger where it's focused. like yeah no nah, when you get to that's what DJing is though DJing is open format like that's the the, 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 the fact that that's come around to be this term like I'm I an like, open format DJ and it's like you're I feel like DJ, DJ you mean DJing oh <laughs> I feel like that artist lost it's it's getting lost though I'm not gonna lie open huh. format DJing like not a lot of people are really trying to dive into it like they should I closed mean, format. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's either what's on the radio or not, you know. And uh, yeah, like uh, my Bluetooth speaker blew, and I, I play stuff out of my phone and I'm streaming and whatnot. So now I'm kind of uh, stuck with the radio, and it's so 
horrible. <laughs> like, like, I but, mean, it's I mean, funny because I do the same thing. Right. I cry, okay, let me listen to the radio, right. and I can't listen. Yeah. And honestly, it puts me in a bad no, mood, no, man. It puts me in a really bad mood, and I have to turn it off. Nah, even I mean, the, the limited stations we have here, like it'll be like the throwback station or the uh, someone I'll just turn it just to commercial, just to just to hear what's happening commercially, whatever. And it's, oh, that check that, that Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it is it is it is sort of depressing. So yeah, uh spots where they actually let you flex is yeah. Definitely cleansing. Or it's for the soul. cleansing. It's. What other uh, out of town joints? You said you got Chicago coming up. Yeah, Chicago. And your eyeball on that deep dish pizza. Oh yeah. No, so there's there's another pizza I guess that emerged in Chicago and it's exclusive to Chicago. It's called the Pizza Pot Pie. You guys should look that up. Pizza Pot Pie. Oh, yeah, it was featured on Food Network, and. It looks very enticing. George Zimmerman eating that, or what's his name? <laughs> Mark Zimmerman? The no. guy that eats, like, tiger balls and all that. <laughs> Goes around. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, but, yeah, aside, aside from Chicago, uh, working on getting more gigs in L.A. I love DJing in L.A. You know, just the crowd there is just, you know, they're... They're open to like old school music, right? You know, well, of course, you know, mix. A mix but they're open to good music. They're open to good. Yeah, I was yeah. there. I was there in April, yeah. and um, yeah, just going to get like their music knowledge. Yeah, is pretty deep. How so. do you feel about that? Like, you go out of town and you see how open and how dope the crowd is, and then you come back here, and, and, and you man, just can't depressed. even do that. I get depressed, man. Everybody, it that, kills me. Everybody yeah. that travels anywhere that comes back. Just even just recently, even like though the whole Seattle is such it's, a little it's, small box. It's depressing. Like, they come back and, and they like, won't come out of it. it oh man, I got to deal with this. And if you, as a <laughs> DJ, you know, if we go left a little, they they hate you. you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're whack. You're weak. Well, the rest of the world's like, oh, you're man, dope. He Did so, you hear what he, he, he went? so left? <laughs> he went so left. Here. But see, with that being said, like. um you know, I do. I do kind of keep it minimal with the left field type stuff when I'm playing at those. I guess those club clubs. We right. have to. But yeah. I still. But I. But I still like have my moments where I'm like, you know what? I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm being hella stubborn right now. I'm gonna play this track. I'm mm-hmm. giving a fuck right now. You got it though, man. Mm-hmm. They're they ready. They're in the spot. They paid their money. Yeah. And they ain't going and, anywhere. And, and it's really <laughs> and it's our job to twist their arm a little bit too, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, they come out here demanding to hear what they just heard on the radio on the way to the yeah, spot. Yeah, the mumble rap stuff. Okay. I mean, whatever the yeah. case is, you know, just but we should flex our license to to put a twist on something. Yeah, exactly. You know, without feeling bad for not sticking to the script. Glad to see you doing that. Well, thanks for coming by. It's for much sure. appreciated. Thank you for having me. And sure. uh, what's all your social media where cats can get a hold of you? Uh, so all my social media is at DJ Supaji. That's uh, DJ S-U-P-A-G-I. You know, add me at Snapchat. I um, Snapchat some stupid ass shit. Random shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. All of it's stupid. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. It's 2016. Yeah, right. For sure. All right, DJ Super G. Who said that? Uh, uh, Corey, uh, Dr. Fever. Yeah, Super G. I was like, oh, this guy. <laughs> That's but, my dude. <laughs> top, your social media? Uh, Topspin Instagram on Instagram. DJ Topspin Twitter. Um, DJ Topspin. Uh, he forgot his own social media. <laughs> <laughs> They're just not as consistent, unfortunately. Uh, but either DJ Topspin or Blendy Anna Jones on the book of Faces. Indeed, Supreme La Rock, all across the board, as it should be. Yeah. Website, Senior Soulmates, the whole nine yards. This has been Can You Dig It, a production of the Soundcasting Network. Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah.